You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter. And now, over to your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. I hope you're enjoying the series that we've done of interviews over at the SHOT Show. Um, this is another episode of uh, interviews that we have with a, f- a few different people. Um, Scott Saddley first up, um, who is a uh, sponsored PRS shooter, also a fairly uh, significant sort of rifle trainer over in the States, um, and just a really nice bloke as well. Really good interview with him. Um, we speak with Defiance Actions, Greg's favourite company in the world, it seems, um, and John McQuay from 8541 Tactical. Uh, as well as a, a number of other companies as well. So hope you enjoy uh, this one, and uh, let's get into it. Well, g'day, guys. Uh, Rusty here. I'm here with Scott, and Scott's a sponsor tutor for clients. Yes, sir. Absolutely. How are you, Scott? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. Enjoying the booth? Yeah, absolutely. It's been busy. Yeah, I'm busy. I imagine so. We're actually kind of slow right now. It was Usually there's a line going out here, but it's, you guys caught us at a good time. So we picked a good time. Fantastic. So you're all a sponsor for the PRS by Defiance, is that? Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. And how long have you been shooting PRS? I've been shooting PRS since it started, 2012. So, and then, of course, I shot in matches before that, before the PRS came a thing. So it was, uh, and now, you know, the PRS started off with, I think, seven or eight matches, nine matches, something like that. Now there's one a week, basically. <laughs> Sometimes two on a week. Yeah. So imagine you don't, you're obviously not going to get to all of them. If and, uh, How many PRS matches would you normally do in a season? Uh, seven to nine. Seven to nine. Yeah. And is that what you need to do to qualify for you? No. Um, shoot well you can do it in three I mean they, they're taking your three best your three best uh, uh, matches during the season so your three best scores but this was a particularly long season because the last last year's season ended in September and now this year went all the way to uh, January so you're, you're talking about a 16 month season so the future seasons are gonna be more like anywhere from 11 to 13 months so you know if I get five or six into the season a normal season and I'll be happy. Yeah, okay. And so um, I was going to uh, ask you, and I have a bench for this one, but we've got the finale coming up next sure. week. Uh, we'll be there as well, so look oh, forward awesome. to seeing you shoot. <laughs> Put some pressure on um, What do you do to prepare for a shoot like that? What's your usual process? Uh, my usual process is um, basically as soon as I come off of a match, I start load development all over again. So I just do the same things over and over again. I make sure that my... My uh, my brass is good. My my uh, my load is solid, and then after that, I'll go to the range and I'll just confirm, you know, yep. what my bullet BC is, what my velocity is, and I'll make sure that you know my Kessel's uh, tuned up. And then um, right now, I really haven't been able to practice a whole you lot. Said it's been pretty it's cold. Been, yeah, it's been negative 11. So, <laughs> I mean, I I'll go. I just don't feel like practicing in that. I mean, it's too cold, you know. So. Yeah. Um, a long time ago, I used to practice a lot. I used to get on barricades and wacky stuff. I used to find stuff to shoot off that you just normally wouldn't 
you know, you wouldn't go, hey, man, I can make that shot in the prone. Yeah, well, let's see if we can do it off of, you know, you know, like playing horse with Kevin, you know, I'm like, hey, let's get a ladder out here and see if we can do it off of a ladder. Oh, I thought you made Kevin the horse. And yeah, Kevin. Shot yeah. across it. Yeah, yes, yes. Playing horse, like basketball horse. Uh, pick your shot, you know, yeah. pick your poison kind of a thing. But, but now, right, pretty much, there's so much going on in Washington, Oregon, Idaho with the uh, uh, Pacific Northwest Precision Rifle League that I can shoot a match a week. So that's really my practice now because there's so many different things that match directors do to you that you just can't think of on your own. So you're better off just going and shooting a match. Um, and there's only so much you can get out of practice. I mean, when you first start and practice is a great thing, dry fire is a great thing. Um, but once, I don't know, that, I could be totally screwing this up, but I mean, I just don't really feel like practicing anymore. <laughs> So, it's, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it, it, that's right. Well, the proof will be in the pudding next week. We'll see. I'm sure you'll be fine. Sure I hope fine. so. If I can get past the first two or three stages, I'll be, I'll be okay. If I don't drop too many points there, I'll be fine. <laughs> and I'll so, be like, okay, I'm in a rifle match now. <laughs> yeah, better, better get into it. Right. Better, yeah, better figure it out. Hey, if you don't, if you don't go so well in the first stage or two. Just come with us. We'll go to the pub. Yeah, I'm, I'm emotionally durable, so I mean, if I don't, I don't cry about it. I don't get all pissed off. I'm like, yeah, I suck. So, oh, well. but um, this is actually, I'm kind of excited about this match, and it's because it's more of a field fire match. So that's kind of what I like to do. I like to, uh, I like to have to find the target, you know, and have a real wide yeah. field, yep. of, field of fire. Um, I don't do as well on the flat range, you know, fast, lots of different positions and stuff, but when it comes to, you know, longer distance and having to find targets and, you know, they're kind of obscured and stuff like that, I just I just like that type that's of style. That's more my style, yeah. So I hope this match is like that. If it's not, I'm fucked. But. <laughs> now the defiance actions you're running, yes. what about them do you like? What I like about them is the, uh, the the clearances and the tolerances. So the clearance between parts is, is so consistent. The uh, the tolerances that they hold are super consistent. So I I mean I wouldn't try this at home, but I've done it where I've taken a barrel off of one action, put it on another. It it head spaces and shoots. So I mean it's. It, as far as a gunsmith goes, these things are super easy because they're super consistent. I mean, as far as you can, you can basically uh, pre-cut barrels for these actions. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah. and you're going to be well within Sammy specs. Um, they start everything with a hardage lathe on the front. Yep. So, and it cuts to the five zeros behind the decimal point. So, from the so after that, everything after this. That's where they start their measurements, yeah. and then the machine comes in and indexes off the measurements, and then starts cutting. So, consistency on these actions insane. And I've got one that uh, I left in the white. I never, I never put a coating on it. Didn't uh, melanite it or anything. Didn't coat it. And it's uh, four and a half years old. I've got seventeen thousand rounds on it. And it's better now than just, when I bought it. It's, it's just warming up. Yeah, it's, it's just now broken. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And plus, you know, you can... I don't think anybody's going to hold the same tolerances and clearances as Defiance. The quality here is, it, it can be matched, but it's difficult. And there's, there's nothing out there that's better. Um, 
and then the people. So I'm, I'm a people person, and uh, you know you could you could shoot for anybody. You know you could buy anybody else's product, um, and I don't I don't shoot for folks that I don't like. I don't dig their product. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, you know say yes and be like yeah I'll I'll, I'll rep your stuff and I'll support you um, if I don't like them. So and these guys are awesome. One of the one of the things that was uh, interesting happened about six months ago with one of these actions. Um, a guy put a, a double charge of H110 pistol powder into like a six Creedmoor and detonated his rifle. Right? Blew it up. The action saved his life. I mean, everything from the action forward blew out. The barrel's gone. It's in tiny pieces. And um, he went to Defiance and said, hey, man, I want to thank you guys. I totally screwed up. This action saved my life because it's, you know, it's, it's such a hard metal. It's pre-hardened 416. And, uh, and Defiance is like, well, can we have the action back? And they're like, well, yeah, here you go. And he's like, they cut him a new action and gave it to him, even though he messed it up. Yeah. And he, he re they replaced the action. Could be able to deal with this. Oh, unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable folks. So it's easy for me to be like, yeah, Defiance is the best action out there. And great people, you know. They, they'll take care of you. It's a good combination. Yeah. And um, you've been working on something new. Yeah, we got something new out here. So you've got, uh, Maybe you really have, three three lengths of action so you've got uh, you've got your standard deviant um, and you've got your XM action and then you've got a long action so these are all the same action just different lengths so I shoot a bizarre cartridge I shoot a 65 by 55 improved which and I've been choking it off in the in the regular short action so I can run it at 2.95 overall length you know with the accurate mag and I've been wanting to run it with, and that's with 10 thou freebore. So I've been wanting to run it with 20, uh, 200 thou freebore for since I made the cartridge. Yeah. And um, and I've been dreaming about doing a magazine for this action because this action is a quarter inch longer. So we'll we'll line these things up. It's a quarter inch longer exactly. Yeah. Right. Than the regular action. And it, this the box magazine here is 3.25 inches. Yep. And so what I did was I made a box magazine for it, 3.25 inches. So now, you know, anything 308 with long, heavy bullets, 260 Ackley, your 55, your 57, your short mags, your Remington short mag, your uh, Winchester short mag, are now, you can run them at full length and full charge. Yeah, it's a big deal. You don't have to run them in a long action. You know, you won't, the difference, you know, here's your long action, you know, here's your short action. Or you, and I mean, the, the difference is a half inch short. So, I mean, you won't even know the quarter inch extra, you know, when you're doing your bolt throw. And, uh, you know, I think this is the wave of the future as far as your... That's brilliant. Just, yeah, because bullet technology is taking us there. And there's the 6.5 guys. Yeah. And Steve. Good dude, man. Have you, yeah, yeah. They want to say goodnight. They've got a lot of they got a lot of good content. They got another content coming out. We did a I did a uh, um, a video with them about my reloading. It's a 10. It takes me 30 rounds to find my load. Brand new gun. Brand new powder. Brand new bullet. I just do a 10 round, what I call 
out is my 10 round round ladder uh, load development. So I'll take about a grain and a half below where I think I'm going to end up. And I'll go up by point twos. And then I look for a velocity flat spot. So it's basically OCW with technology. It's, it really is just OCW with technology. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's easy. Because what happens, you get this, you get a, uh, where 0.2 grains makes a 20 foot per second difference. And it'll go like that. And then you'll get into a node where 0.6 doesn't make a, uh, doesn't change it at all. You've seen this, right? Where, boom, boom. What you do is you load in the middle of that. Yes. And then your extreme spreads are going to be low. And then you can start, you can hit stuff at distance. Yeah. After that, you tweak load length a little bit, and away you go. Yeah. Well, that's so, a link to that right So if you've seen that and you're reloading, yeah. where you're like, holy yeah. cow, I just yeah. went up half a grain and it didn't, and it's the same speed, right? Okay, that's a that's a node. And I think it has less to do with the powder and more to do with the bullet weight, barrel barrel density and twist because there's a there's been a paper out there about uh, barrel time how long the bullets in the barrel is going to determine your harmonics and because I've done like with that when I first did that cartridge I tried 17 different powders with it I mean literally H100V all the way to Retumbo Reloader 17 all the way to 26. Yeah, okay. IMR 4451 all the way to 79, 77. And to include 78, 28. Yeah. And then Winchester 760, 780. Botbury 170, 160, 560, 570. I tried 17 targets. And, <laughs> and if I was right around 3,000 feet per second, yeah. they all shot good. Okay. Okay. Didn't matter. Powder didn't matter. As long as you got that timing right. Yeah, as long as you got the speed right. So it's a velocity pressure node, not necessarily a powder. That's my theory on it anyway. But. I like it. But anyway, so... So to cover back from where we were, was, uh, you were talking about bullet technology. Yeah, I mean, bullet technology is carrying us to longer and longer. The requirement for, for a longer uh, action. You look at your F-class guys, they're single feeding because they want to run a heavier bullet with different powder. And this will allow us to use that F-class style load with a box magazine. Yeah, so now, you know, and you look at the Hornady 147, you're going to need, even with the 6.5 Creedmoor, if you want to run it, you're going to need a longer action because the free bore on that's going to be 250, 300 thou. You know, unless you'd want to jam that bullet way down in the case and burn up powder space. Right? So, you can sell as many options as you can using something like that. That's right. That's so, these right. Gonna, are these going to come out to market, Scott? Is that They're going to come to market. Um, we're going to go through Alpha Mags. It's going to be a Defiance XM magazine. Yeah, okay. So, we're sourcing our mags. The action's already done. Defiance already is doing the uh, bottom metal. Masterpiece Arms is uh, doing a chassis. And then McMillan and uh, Manners has already got the inlay. So it's and all we they, needed was the magazine. Are they backwards compatible? Can you run a standard AI yes. style? This, yeah, this is. Well, you won't be able to run an, a regular AI magazine because oh, it'll be too long. It'll be too short. Too short. Yeah, I won't but, make the feed. Yeah. But you will be able to run 
whatever cartridge you want in there, even if it's shorter than what you need. So um, this gives you options. You'd be able to do a switch barrel, say 65284 yep. yeah. and six dasher if you wanted to. Yeah. Cool. I mean, then you'd have the, that's. I don't do a dasher, but I do a six millimeter and a six five. So the six five is a much bigger cartridge than my six millimeter, obviously. But um, a few of the matches that I shot in um, this year, I just struggled with the 6.5 because it was just too much rifle. Yep. They had uh, small targets on straps. Yep. So you blast that thing with the 6.5 and it goes and it wraps around itself and then it unravels and then you're sitting there waiting 30 seconds for it to stop moving to take a shot at it versus the 6 mil guys were like boom, boom, boom because the, the, the target wouldn't move that much, right? So, at, you know, that's, you know, that 6.5 is sometimes just a little bit too much rifle, but at where I'm at out west, you know, as soon as you get west of the Mississippi, sometimes that 6 millimeter is not enough. Okay. It's just not enough. I mean, a lot of the matches we have out on the, out on the west coast, it's not uncommon to have 1,300, 1,400-yard targets. You know, and wind. And wind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you know, I was like, I was a little skeptical of the whole crosswind jump thing until I moved out to eastern Washington and where I zero in my house, it's either uh, like a 20 mile an hour left to right or a 20 mile an hour right to left. Yeah, okay. So yeah, crosswind, yeah, crosswind jump. It, it it's exists. a thing. It's, it's a, a thing. thing. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like print. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, buddy. We look forward to seeing you in uh, just over a week at the finale. Yeah. And I'm, good luck. And I think I'm going to end up down in Australia at some point. We time. are going to see there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, get you absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Terrific, Thanks, mate. Cheers. And I'm with Mike from Defiance Machine. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Excellent. Show going well for you? Certainly. Yeah, yeah very good. You guys have been packed out. Yeah. And I'm not surprised. You guys make a sensational action. Thank you. Um, we've, uh, we've talked about them a fair bit in our podcast we do. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. What makes uh, Greg from our podcast buy so many of your actions? <laughs> He does buy a lot of actions. He's a good customer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. very good customer. <laughs> Absolutely. What is he? What, what's the the main thing that sort of sets you apart from the competition? You know, I think I think it's a little of everything. Yeah. Um, you know, our founder was making bench press actions 25 years ago. Yeah, wow. And he spent 25 years perfecting bolt actions. That's that's what he does. So. Uh, there's a lot of uh, innovation over the years. Um, quality is number one. Yeah. Customer service is every bit as important I as quality. I hear that a lot about you guys. Uh, and I think yeah. that sets us apart. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Uh, one, one more thing we have is a lot of options. Uh, we yeah. certainly have more options than any other other bold action maker. Yeah, brilliant. Would you want to take us through some of the models that you guys do? Sure. I guess I'm familiar with the Deviant, but beyond yeah, that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go back a little bit. Um, our, our Rebel action is kind of the original action, and it's a, it's a round receiver, yep. Yep. Uh, basic Remington footprint. Scope mounts are optional, so okay. <clears throat> this is actually more of a lightweight hunting gun. Yeah. Um, you know, you can put lightweight mounts on it. Um, there's a lot of different options for, for loading ports. We have five different lengths of actions, yeah, wow. two different bolt diameters. It used to be three different bolt noses. Now we have even more. I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. um, so once again, options, options, yeah, options. Yeah. Um, then we eventually came out with an action that had an integral rail and recoil on, yep. and that's the Deviant. Yep. Um, the original version was kind of a tactical version like I have here. has a small ejection port, mm -hmm. has built-in 0, 10, 20, or 30 MOA rail, yep. um, integral recoil lug, and it's just our most rigid action, making it the most accurate. Uh, there's, you know, you have some options there. Yep. Um, 
we also have a hunting version of the Deviant. Okay. And and it, a little bit lighter? Or? It, it's lighter and an ultra lightweight version of that. Oh, wow. um, here's a six and a half pound rifle built with our ultralight Deviant action. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So what, what do you cut out for weight-wise to get that kind of thing? It's still a 20 MOA scope mount. Yep. That's integral. Yep. Machined into our hardened 416 steel, but it's skeletonized. Yeah, so you've okay. got a spot for one scope ring here and there. Yep. But that's, that's another version that's of that. Yeah, New this year, mm -hmm. some people still like the Rebel yep. because you might be able to make it lighter than a Deviant or, or you like to have a, um, be able to change scope mounts. Gotcha. Start, yep. start with a 30 on your long range rig and go to a 40 or vice versa. Yep. You can do that on Rebel, but we are uh, offering it with the Integral lug now. Yeah, so it okay. is one thing you don't have to worry about there. Yeah, um, and then also new this year, this action really has a lot of new things. Okay. It's very unique. Um, I can touch on it quickly. Yeah, There is a, well it's a Deviant, but it's extended. Yep. So you're actually getting your rail out farther forward. Okay. You're getting more bedding surface. Mm -hmm. You're getting deeper threads. But also, there's a there's a tapered sleeve in here for your barrel to have a positive engagement way back here. Yeah, okay. Where most barrels made up here, mm -hmm. those threads stretch. Yeah. They're cantilevered over yeah. a fairly small distance. This extends that way back to here. Yeah, it should yeah. make your, your rifle more consistent, um, less point of impact shift when you travel, especially that kind of thing. Um, it also is actually a controlled round feed bolt nose. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. 30 degree cone. So you have a cone breed for smooth feeding. You have a sliding plate extractor. Yep. Um, and you have a mechanical ejector, not the plunger. And by taking the plunger out of there, uh, we were able to do uh, what our founder considers kind of a bench rest style uh, firing pin. Moving the stopping point as close to the bolt face as possible sends less vibration through the entire system, makes it more accurate. So this is a really unique design with a lot yeah. of new features. Brilliant. That's, that's coming out now. That's the, yeah. The latest. Is that to market yet? Or? Well, and this is really a prototype, um, okay. and but you know we have a little bit of lead time anyway, so a person should be able to order them, and when they get their action, they could have that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So sometime this year, it's going to be yeah. Out, out yeah, very good. Cool. Very good. And um, how long have you been? In, uh, how long has Defiance been around for? Defiance has been around for about nine years. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I see it's sort of fairly dominant, particularly in the PRS style of shooting. Yeah, we. Um, once again, we kind of come from a bench rest pedigree, mm -hmm. um, but we, Glenn has designed actions for, for every sport, really. Yeah, okay. um, we have the top female silhouette shooter over there as one of our shooters. Um, yeah. Thousand yard bench rest, we're into that, yeah. F class. Um, so we, we, we try to custom tailor an action to every sport that's out there. And, and But yes, the PRS has been uh, a really great for our business, and I hope we've been really great for the PRS. And, uh, <laughs> But yeah. yeah. Yeah, brilliant. It, it, it seems that, yeah, obviously it's top end stuff, but it's also very versatile. Yeah. As you said, lots of options to choose from to, yeah, for sure. to make up a, a perfect setup. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. Mike, thank you for your time today. All right. It was great to meet you. Thank you. And look forward to uh, Greg buying a few more of these. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you. See ya. G'day guys, it's Rusty here. I'm with John McQuay from 80... Actually, it sounds much better when you say it. Is it? John McQuay with 8541 Tactical. Yeah, I can't replicate it at all, right? Thank you so much for taking the time to... It's uh, no come problem at all. It's brilliant to see you. You've had a good show? 
Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's really a lot of stuff to see here, as I'm sure you well know. Uh, it's, it's pretty much spread out, and after uh, day three, my my feet are killing me. And, yeah, we're uh, only on day two because we got here a day late, and I'm yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. But what, what have you seen? Like, what's been the most interesting stuff for you to see? Uh, well, really, we, we haven't seen anything really groundbreaking, but uh, there are just general evolutions of a lot of stuff. We uh, we obviously were working with uh, MDT and uh, played a little bit with their ESS chassis, which is, in my opinion, probably the best chassis that they've uh, yeah, produced I, yet. I think so. um, it's really streamlined, looking really, really feels good. So um, I'm really interested to actually get that product out to the field and uh, get some shooting done with it. Um, We've seen a, a couple of different actions. We went to KRG, and I don't know yes. if you've seen their uh, Sodic our, rifle. At least for tomorrow. Yeah, so that, that looks like a really uh, really interesting uh, whole rifle product. Um, on the on the lower end, uh, if you if you get a chance next time, try to make it out to Industry Day because you actually get to shoot some of the stuff. Um, a lot of the different companies are bringing out some really some great entry level, some production class rifles. Um, we know uh, APO has teamed up yes. with Savage, yep. and they've got their Savage APO rifle. So now you get all the benefits and the uh, economy of that Savage 10 uh, with the uh, APO chassis on it. So you really have uh, out-of-the-box rifle that you can go shoot a PRS match with and you can upgrade it as you see him. So uh, Sarah actually got a chance to uh, to shoot that a little bit. Nice. Uh, so that's a, a really interesting system. And then uh, we got a chance to play with the, the Howa chassis rifle too. Just had a look at that then. Yeah. And uh, that that looks like another really, really nice entry-level platform in that one to $2,000 range for a rifle that you can take out of the box and yes. go. So uh, the, the Ruger Precision Rifle is going to have some, some real big competition this year. And I see Tika have released something as well in that sort of market. Yeah, we got a chance to, to shoot Tika's new rifle out there too, and it... You know, I'm I'm a big fan of the way their actions perform. I haven't, I don't have one in the inventory right now. But every time I've shot one, they they've worked really well. Uh, the only really drawback to the Tikas are the magazines are fairly expensive, and um, previously accessories were kind of limited. But I think that's starting to change. We got more and more companies uh, like KRG is producing more uh, accessories for the Tikas and for the uh, the Saco rifles in general. So uh, really. Uh, that's about it. Uh, the handgun side of things, have you seen the Hudson H9? No. Uh, well, that's, uh, I, I definitely say check that out, especially if you're a 1911 fan. I know you guys down in Australia have... It's a bit limited. Have, we do get handguns, though, but um, yeah, not quite the, the market quite as much there. But. Right, but the uh, the Hudson H9 is really interesting because they, they took the uh, 1911 and they kind of uh, added the striker fire properties of, say, a Glock or an M&P okay. and uh, changed the ergonomics a little bit, but you can definitely see the 1911 lineage to it. Yeah. It, okay. And they tried to keep the trigger as close to a 1911 as possible. So uh, we got to shoot that out there, and that was that was a really really interesting handgun as well. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely need to try to to make it down to industry day. You get to shoot a lot of really cool stuff. So so on your side, what what have you seen that's really uh, interesting? I really like that MDT chassis. That looks uh, excellent. What else we've seen? The, the got a bit of a uh, look at the electronics rangefinder that connects uh -huh. with the uh, the um, Kestrel. Yeah. Very impressed by that. And that new PST Gen 2 from Vortex. 
We haven't got a chance to get over and see the, the Gen 2. Uh, we did get a chance to shoot their uh, the UHD or UH1, their their new dot side, the yes. uh, Razor dot side, and uh, that that was a blast. I had a little look at that. We don't have quite the amount of applications in Australia, yeah. unfortunately. Now, well, you could put that on a bolt gun and go yeah. do some hog hunting with Absolutely. it or something. So that 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 would work fine. Um, and then uh, if you haven't been down to Magneto speed, we have. Um, you see the the target system that yeah, they're working that we got on. Yeah, told not to talk about. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, we can mention it. it. We'll, we'll have some well, we on our Instagram any, we about it. We didn't put any it, footage up. So ah, okay. We didn't too much trouble. But uh, but yeah, that that will be a really yes. interesting product when they when they release that. So, so we'll take ten of them. We'll, we'll keep our <laughs> lips sealed on that until they decide to release that yeah, stuff. So that's exciting. But uh, you know, we've got we got a day and a half. Well, no, we're halfway through this day, so yeah, we've got until tomorrow afternoon to wrap stuff up and. We're going to be working our butts off, so. Terrific, mate. I um, wanted to know, how did you get into doing what you do with 3541? Well, of course, my you know my background is as a Marine Corps scout sniper, and then I, I got out and didn't do anything with uh, rifles or shooting for, for a good while. Uh, and then I realized I really missed precision rifle shooting and wanted to get back into it. Uh, and I started kind of on the message boards and the forums and searching the web for information on the the civilian versions of the, the military stuff that yes. I used. And while I was going through these message board uh, and looking at the different posts, there were a lot of people that were asking questions about uh, actual shooting techniques. Well, the shooting techniques, regardless if you're military or civilian, are pretty much the same. How to apply the trigger press, uh, things like uh, range estimation with your reticle and all that. So I found myself answering those questions because I wanted to be part of the community and give something back to the information that I was taking. Uh, so I started to write these same posts over and over again and thought, okay, well, instead of writing the same post over and over again, I might as well make a website and that way I can say, hey, here's the link. You can go read the extended article with pretty pictures and all this stuff. Uh, so I started out doing that, did a couple of articles, realized that the camera I had at the time uh, was not the best for taking those kind of photos. It was fine for vacation snaps, but, but for uh, professional looking stuff, it didn't work. So I picked up a Canon DSLR and realized, hey, this thing has a movie mode on it and uh, started playing <laughs> and with the movie from. mode yeah. and uh, it kind of took off from there. I realized that I could post videos on YouTube and um, as I was uh, building out my own rifle and uh, getting it set up the way I wanted, um, I realized that I had I had a decent enough background that I could say, hey, this is why this works well or this is why this doesn't work well yeah. for what I'm doing. So it kind of rolled into the whole review thing and it just kind of took off from, from there. That. We yeah. love what you do. Any plans to get down to Australia for a shoot? You know, there there's always the possibility. <laughs> Sarah's uh, nodding quite Sarah's got some Sarah's got some friends in Australia as uh, well. Uh, um, I, I keep realizing, uh, for those of you that don't know, I can pull up on YouTube and I can see which countries my traffic's coming from, and you I can get see plenty from Australia. We, we've got a lot of you guys that uh, that tune in to the the Mail Call Monday shows and that watch our reviews. So, it, absolutely, we definitely want to get down there. It looks like you've got some really beautiful country. Uh, while I was in the Marine Corps, I missed my my one chance to. Uh, Oh, to no. get down there on some uh, training, yeah. uh, but I definitely want to get down there and uh, do some shooting with you guys. We'll take you out hunting if you get down there. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, John, for your time today. Hey, not and, a problem, uh, We're Rusty. big fans, and we're hoping we get a lot more people uh, checking out Mail Call Mondays and the reviews as well. Oh, awesome. Terrific. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you very much. Cheers.
G'day guys, Rusty here and I'm with Zach from Nosler. How are you Zach? I'm awesome, thanks for coming in. Thank you very much for having us and taking some time to talk to us. My pleasure. Now I know a lot of guys are watching are going to be pretty excited about the RDF projectiles. Can you tell us, one, what that stands for and then a little bit about that projectile and where it's come from? I'd be happy to. So RDF stands for Reduced Drag Factor. Um, and it was really born from the idea from our pro staffers and our, our professional shooting staff that we kind of help. Uh, we give them products and they give us feedback. Yep. And some of it's pretty and some of it's not so pretty. So, <laughs> but they asked, a lot of them got together and they asked for a, a, a very specific bullet. And some of the traits were they wanted that hollow point to be tightened and pointed. Uh, they wanted a sleeker uh, ballistic coefficient or a higher ballistic coefficient with a sleeker ogive and a longer boat tail. So uh, we put some designs together, kind of made them form games, some prototypes, uh, and the feedback that we got from them was absolutely amazing. I mean, the accuracy was good, the long range, the short range, um, overall cartridge length, it seemed to be insensitive to that. Like you didn't have yeah, to okay. feel like you had to load the bullet into the lens. You could load it uh, short or long, however, whatever your preference was. So uh, this bullet is, you know, we're really excited about it. The initial offerings are the 22 caliber 70 grain, yep. the uh, six millimeter 105 grain, 6.5 millimeter 140 grain, yep. and the 30 cal 175. Yeah, really. So that's a good mix, obviously, for that sort of PRS discipline. They're going to be a popular one. Yep. And also, what other sort of areas have been requesting that sort of thing? Well, like you said, PRS was the, the number one. Those guys are very, very particular. And as the, the, the title says, precision. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And I guess in that in that um, area, it's, it's so rapidly changing because it's so new. Yeah. yeah guys looking for an edge everywhere they can get. There is. And, and with the technology available now, when you have powder technology and burn rates and optics, and there's so much that goes into it, and you don't want to have to worry about your variable in the bullet. And that's one of the most important important things. So that's really something we improved upon. Uh, the weight specifications are incredibly tight, uh, overall lengths, and we like we said, the smallest hollow point, the smallest meat plat in the industry. Uh, we're, all, we're very excited about that. But like you said, any, any kind of match shooting, uh, we would certainly recommend this bullet. Absolutely. Is there any other new products that we should be aware of coming out here, or is it real? Oh. The focus is on the RDF. Well, there's the RDF, and then we actually have two new cartridge uh, okay. cartridges we introduced at the show. The yep. 22 Nosler, mm -hmm. uh, which is an improvement on the uh, AR-15, which I don't know if, if that's Not such so a big available, deal. Not so available, but the 2D3s. Right. Yeah, we'll so it's, it's, it's the same uh, parameters as the 223, with the, the overall length is 2.260 inches. The case head is the same measurement at 0.378 inches, but the case actually has 25% more case capacity. Wow. So you can fit more powder. More powder is going to give you more velocity, about 300 feet per second faster than the 223. Wow, okay. Yeah, and yeah, then right. we also uh, came out with the 33 Nosler. Yep. So that's a 338 caliber. It's essentially going to be shooting uh, out of a 26-inch barrel, a yeah, 225 right. grain Acubond at 3,025 feet per second. So okay. it's scooting along pretty good. Yeah, right. So is there going to be a reasonable amount of rifles to support that, or is obviously you your line? Well, yeah. we've got our line right now of rifles to support that, our full line, and then we're also going to have uh, complete components, obviously, and then several different ammunition offerings. Yeah, brilliant. So. Look forward to seeing all that. Yes, us too. Great. And I know that the RDFs are going to be in Australia late February, early March. That's correct. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting hands on them, getting getting some tests done and see how they go yep. over there. You got it. Terrific. All right. Zach, thanks so much for yeah. your time. It was Thank great you for, to meet you. Thank you for coming out. Enjoy the rest of the show and hopefully your, your voice stays good for, for the next day and about. So far, so good. Doing well. Thank All you, right. mate. Thank Cheers, you. Sir. All right.
G'day guys, Rusty here. I'm with Justin from KRG. How are you today, Justin? I'm great, how are you? Yeah, doing very well, mate. Thank you very much for taking the time with us to speak. Uh, no problem. About your new rifle that's coming out. What can you tell us? Well, we've had the Whiskey 3 out for some time now, but we wanted to do a full rifle. Uh, and we want to do something a little bit different than just putting a Remington clone action in it. Sure. So we've always been a fans of the Sockel TRG, and mm -hmm. so we sort of took that design as inspiration, modified the, the TRG action a little bit, and uh, kind of you know done some little bit of improvements. We think uh, kind of combined it with some features of the AI rifle. Okay. Uh, yeah. So basically, we have a full KRG rifle here. We're not doing the barrel, but yeah. um, it'll co come with a premium barrel. Uh, as you can see, we have the, a bit, the barrel knot system so that the shooter can change the barrels out. Uh, and then the, the action itself is a, is a three lug action with a 60 degree bolt throw. Okay. Uh, and then we, we've moved the bolt stop over to the left side rather than the right, like on the TRG. And we've went with the, with the shroud safety uh, rather than the trigger safety. Um, on this one, we do have a, a two stage trigger. Uh, and this will accept the Saco TRG scope mounts. And the, um, the triggers were designed as well? It is, yes. Oh, wow. Very good. We hope to offer the trigger for uh, Tika T3s as well. As a replacement? Uh, yeah, exactly. As an wow. upgrade for the Tikas. Later on, that'll, that'll come in later. Time. In yeah. time. In time. Terrific. And these take what magazines? These will take AICS magazines, so not the TRG magazines. It saves some money? Yeah, it will. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good. It looks, uh, I know we've been requested a lot to come and see this one, so I'm glad we could get here. Well, thank you. And hopefully, uh, will they make their way to Australia one day, perhaps? Uh, that sounds like it. We've got plans plans in the works. Wonderful. So, that's the idea. And we see a lot of your products uh, back home. Um, we'd love to have right. a look at some of the other chassis, because there's sure. one here I haven't seen before, and the other's always worth mentioning. Let's we'll, do it. Uh, we'll move this out and we'll have a look. Okay, great. So, here's our Habu chassis here. Mm -hmm. Now, the goal of this chassis was it was the absolute top end, highest you know highest performing chassis, the best available. Yeah. And to do that, we we know we needed to have a lot of features in it, a lot of toolless adjustments. Yes. But it couldn't weigh a lot like like some of the other chassis that are out there. It yeah. had to be a folder, of course. Of course. Uh, but it couldn't have the weight. Yeah. And so, uh, to to kind of bring everything together, we went with a carbon fiber end. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a magnesium backbone here, yeah, uh, right. magnesium buttstock section, and then some titanium bits thrown in here where you'd normally see some steel stuff. Must be light. So it's yeah. very light, three and a half pounds. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's excellent. And is it a similar shape to the Whiskey 3? Ergonomics are very similar, yeah. Very similar, yeah. Uh, looks sensational. And then you were telling me before that these are a little more of a custom order? Exactly. This is not something that we stock in production. Uh, but it's not drastically a long wait time. You know, we got a couple months wait on these. Uh, okay. we, we build them up, you know, sort of one off, you know, for the customer as they order. Yes. Yeah, very good. And, and we can get these in Australia as well, which is exciting. Yes, especially now, you know, it's got the folding stock on it. So yeah. hopefully we'll get some down there. Terrific. And the other models that we've got there? Three? So yeah, this is our this is our whiskey three, and and uh, we've had this in production for boy, it's been close to six or seven years yeah. now. Um, of course, you've you've seen these ones down there in Australia. One of our uh, other trainers runs one of these uh, all the time, and, and yeah, they're very impressive. That's, yeah, he's very happy with it. That's great. Well, and this is our this is our fifth generation, which we introduced yeah, okay. last year at the show. Yep. 
I uh, went to the polymer fore end on here. Okay. Um, yeah, right. And uh, saved saved a little bit of weight. So, you know, uh, we also introduced a more a little bit more toolless adjustments, such as the as the butt pad height and the cant. Uh, that oh, was wow. one of the new okay. things for last year. So yeah, this right. is pretty well toolless, yeah. uh, but not as much as the Habu. Okay. Um, but it's you know it's heavier of course. Yeah. And th this yeah. one's a folder, folds to the to the left side. And that Habu folded to, out to the right. Yeah, to the right covers the bolt. Exactly. Now this is the this is another new thing that we have this year for the show. Mm -hmm. This is the X-ray for the Remington 700 long action. Okay. So yeah, we used good. to only have the Remington short, short action and the Tika T3. Now we have the long action, and um, what we did is we took the forend off of the Whiskey 3, added yep. it with the X-ray back in, and we were able to offer the long action option. Yeah, really? So it's still uh, kind of in that X-ray price range, it's $599, yep. um, but uh, it has a little bit different forend than the other X-rays, a little bit more, you know, more options and stuff like that sure. on here. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is, is actually pretty light, about 3.1 3 pounds. Uh, yeah, it looks but, it looks a lot heavier. It, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. It's one of the lightest chassis, but it lacks the, the all the toolless adjustments and some of the other features that you see on our other chassis. Yeah, looking nice. Very good. Well, thank you. Is that it, Justin? Is there it? Uh, I think those are the main things for the show this ones? year. Yeah, terrific. Excellent. Well, Justin, thank you very much for your time. Today. Thank you. Appreciate good luck with the rest by. of the show. Well, and, thank you. Uh, we look forward to seeing some more of them and hopefully the uh, raffle out in Australia. Well, we hope to get some down to you guys. Terrific. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Cheers. G'day guys, Rusty here. I'm here with Nicholas from Bullseye at Camera Systems. How are you, mate? Good. Good, good. Thank you for taking your time with us. Absolutely. Now, we walked past you yesterday and we stopped because we saw what you do and thought we need to get one of these. So we're going to hook one of these up shortly. But that aside, tell us about it because those guys out there may not have heard. Sure. What we've got is a camera, sets down range, transmits up to one mile away, back to your smartphone or tablet, and the software will show that last shot blinking every time so you can see where your last shot was. Yeah, fantastic. And you show me some features on here that not only can you see last shot, but you can actually go through yep. and like, see every shot? Yep, we can go right through and see our first shot, second shot, third shot, yeah. even an entire group, multiple groups, fantastic. all the way down to one in the bullseye. Zoom right in and see that. Yep. Excellent. And what, what if we got multiple, yeah. multiple shooters? One, one, one of the things we can also do yeah. is we can go and mark the shots. So if you've got a couple shooters, a couple different firearms, yeah. mark them different colors. Go back in and measure the groups, see what the best group size is. They'll show you the different groups. Yeah, right. Other cool thing you can do is you can, if you're sighting in your firearm, we have a nice sight in mode. It'll mm -hmm. actually calculate your clicks for you. So every time you shoot, it's going to tell you how to adjust to get that bullet right in the bullseye. Yeah, very good. Another kind of cool thing we can do is if you're shooting targets that don't actually have grids or measurements on them, you can actually overlay a grid over an existing target. Ah, uh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, so you can see how far off you Absolutely, are. even on a piece of steel or paper plate or anything. Yeah, brilliant. And then one of the cool things too about our system is that you can see how it's kind of angled because the camera sits and looks up the target, not how you see it through the scope. So, yeah. so what we did is we created our target view mode to let you see it straight on. Yep. One of the other things we've done is everybody likes to have a little fun when you're shooting. Once you're sighted in, what do you do? Of course. Well, what we're going to do is allow you to play some head-to-head -head shooting challenges where you can challenge your buddy and see who's the better shooter. Yeah, right. And so you, what do you do with these ones? You... What you do is you, we've got these targets from Birchwood Casey yep. or targets you can download from our website, yep. print out, put them up on the target, take turns shooting, and see who's the better shot. Fantastic. 
I know a few guys might get into that. Absolutely, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Terrific. And uh, I was asking you before about uh, when we saw it yesterday, we just saw the box. Yep. And we didn't quite work out how you point it exactly at the target. Sure, why don't we go ahead and show you that. Yeah. We've got this little stand here. It's yeah. adjustable. Brilliant. Props up, let you angle that right up at the target. Fantastic, fantastic. And what are these worth? 649 US. Yep. And it goes out to over one mile. Fantastic. Terrific, mate. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks so much. Good luck Pleasure for the rest you. of the show. All right, take Great care. To meet you. Yep. We'll get one of these organized. Yep, sounds Cheers. good. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter.